There you go. I guess you got to figure it out now. Warning, you know, fair warning to the, uh, the um, you know, uh, criminal cartel called the U.S. government, all their cronies. Your day is coming. Just want you to understand that. You know, I'm the seer here. And your day is coming very soon. And... Um, I don't think you understand what reap the whirlwind really means, but you will. And um, why you would be, I don't even know why you would keep trying to convince the American people, FBI, for example, that you guys are still, you know, above board or Justice Department or State Department or White House or government in general. Why you would even try? Why even try? Seriously. Um, here's our verse of the day. Are you ready? July 30th. Tomorrow's the 31st, and then tomorrow night, you know, uh, I guess it'll be Monday morning this time, we have our prayer meeting that'll be uh, very interesting because a lot of the things uh, that had been predicted, especially things like, you know, the economy and uh, the, the, all the things that they have intentionally done on purpose, crimes in front of you with no repercussion, have, you know, yielded the, the result, but the result is not what they wanted. And so I think this is a very interesting time. Uh, for today, uh, the scripture is this, uh, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised to those that love him. So love equals uh, resisting that temptation. And um, that temptation is uh, whatever it is in your life. You know, um, I, I see that in their indoctrination, um, they use porno uh, to indoctrinate children in all the schools. Now, Personally, I don't see how you parents can actually stand that. I mean, I would be embarrassed if I didn't pull my kid out of school. But for whatever reason you think you should go on, I've, the porno that they teach uh, is in comic book form. And, and, and th what they teach is, you know, they're boys and girls, you know, uh, uh, just pubescent age, let's say, or just before. And they teach um, they teach homosexuality basically, and um, they uh, also teach bullying. That if you don't comply uh, with whatever is going on in the room, uh, you could be bullied and or even killed, excommunicated, destroyed, whatever. Now this kind of thing. This sort of gaslighting is in the porn. Did you know that? Anybody? I didn't 
because uh, yesterday they had a article and they had a piece of the uh, the thing, and it's basically boys and girls and how they behave. In this case, um, you know, two boys are harassing a third boy in a room, and they said, and I quote: "This is the language that your children are reading now." We're going to bust a load into this bottle here, each of us. And if you don't come, you have to drink it. <laughs> and then they laughed. It shows a boy that's scared, that doesn't understand what, what they're suddenly sprung on him. They want to have a, you know, a little tryst. And, of course, anything goes. But, I mean, it's you know the three boys in the room, and one is being bullied. Um... You know, I'm really, really have to even apologize for the generations that where I was young and kids were, you know, experimenting, doing all kinds of things, and you know, uh, spin the bottle and circle jerks and this and that and the other thing. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, amazed because every one of those rituals were used for bullying, were used to to help children commit suicide, which is the ultimate goal. Not simply conformity, you know, come on cue, or whatever it is they're trying to do. Which, of course, any normal child who hasn't been broken by the trauma of this would stick a middle finger in their face and say, you know, or even, you know, I can see why kids would carry guns to school and blow everyone away. Because it's all, uh, the, the porno isn't about us corrupting them. It's about suicide. And you're not going to really... You, you'll eventually get that from other talk show people. But, I mean, it's, it's really about suicide. It's really about peer pressure to, you know, uh, you do anything you want, but you have to go gay. You have to be a tranny. You have to do something that is not heteronormative. And so, you know, with boys, it's... it's uh, you know, it's basically um, perform on cue for teachers, for themselves, for whatever. But what they learn is, you know, they hunt for the innocent child and then attack. And then if the child kills himself, then it's bonus points. And so they learn to hunt and get the reward. So they use sex, um, you know, something as simple as masturbation to bludgeon other children, to harm children, to make them feel left out, to shame them if they don't want to join in or want, want to be part of the group. So in this case, that's why I said recluse is a cure. Anybody that reclused from those things, in my, in, my, in my mind, would be, you know, someone that is, you know, unfortunately, most of those people aren't here anymore because they're dead. And I'm just thinking now how the Lord is vengeance. And he will take vengeance on all those bullies out there that tried to, to pull this little stunt, which, um, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I understand that it's also, you know, you know, back in my life there was murder if you, you know, if you don't comply, there's murder. You know, it's sort of like, if you don't give the guy in the jail the blowjob, the gang will kill you. You know, it's that kind of, I mean, it can ramp up to that level. 
Hey, people do what they have to do to survive. But those who resist that temptation to join the bullies. So this porno that they had in the, in the classroom, that they went to court to fight to keep it legal, is teaching the boys how to kill each other, not have sex. It had nothing to do with sex whatsoever. Or they used sex as a device to shock the third kid, that uh, the innocent one, and then forcing him to comply. And, of course, not complying would be some form of suicide, but, I mean, that's where it would lead. Virtually, I'd say about 98% of the time it leads to death, to some kind of suicide, something. And um, so... From a standpoint of being, you know, of my spiritual life being with God, meaning multidimensional spiritual life and, you know, it, eternally and seeing all things. I see all things. So I may not understand them, but I see them all because I have multidimensional consciousness. Always have had. Always been, you know, Selected by God to point things out like I'm pointing out today. That's why God chose me for this. I'm doing exactly what God wanted me to do today. Shabbat Shalom. Uh, The other thing about, you know, using sex to bully people, they also, you know, the the other rituals, you know, spin the bottle. Seems like an innocent ritual, right? You spin the bottle and you have to kiss the other person or... Uh, you, you know, it, it at least starts that way, then it can lead to other things. But I mean, it always leads to more and more to where someone, a kid would resist. But there's these little, but they're, they're, it's interesting how they're always in a circle, a circle jerk in a circle. In other words, concentration of power. I mean, if you look at it from the occult standpoint, it's a concentration of power uh, that that is regulated by the queen w- witches who are using the let's say, life force, right? Sex force in men and women. There's a sex force that can be harnessed for their little magical deeds, right? Sex magic. It's, I'm not going to go into that here, but I mean, that's a huge topic you can look up online and pretty boring, but I mean, it's, it's a huge topic. And, 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 you know, there's so many kids caught up in it now. So they're not just doing the ritual. It's like they've learned how to ritualize the sex. So that would be satanic ritual abuse, uh, literally, you know, not, you know, and, and um, notice there's no, there's no pentagram needed, but they do have to have circles to concentrate this power and then, you know, foist it on the unsuspecting or uh, inviting children into this uh, world so that they can be rewarded for taking part in it. In other words, there's rewards as you go up the ladder of conformity, which is Antichrist, which is basically called death. It's the death ladder. It's really the ladder that leads. um, It's no stairway to heaven. The only thing that's going to lead to God would be to um, at least attempt to get in alignment with God, which would not be this what we're talking about, this ugly subject we're talking about. But I have seen, um, y- you know, when people disagree, 
you know, they, they like I say, the, 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 you know, they get murdered. They, they, they conform because they don't want to be killed. They conform because they want to be liked. They conform because they want to be cool. And so all your cultural devices, you know, your, your rock and roll, your this, your that, all that, all of it, simply used to create suicide. You know, suicides and sacrifices, right? I guess you could also look at it this way. Not just abortion, because you know, to get uh, girls pregnant is a part of their, there definitely is a, a, a big role there. Teenage pregnancies do pay, they pay buku bucks, right? There's a lot of money in that. So that's another thing that they, they do with the porno. So the people that write the porno are doing comic books and displaying these kids, you know, like, like with the boys, you know, pretty much bludgeoning each other, uh, you know, for non-compliance and homosexual sex acts. And, uh, you know, so it's, it begins with, you know, the, uh, it begins with masturbation, then it goes to the blowjobs, then it goes to the anal sex, you know, but it starts, you know, in one place, it leads to all of it, obviously. And that's how, uh, that's how I recall it was in, in, in my day, in my youth, it was the same thing, pretty much. But there weren't these comic book, you know, these porno um, books that were teaching the kids how to bully. So when I saw the book, the little excerpt they had, and I was like, oh, I see, I, I get it, oh man. So they say, the parents are saying, we don't want these porno books in class. And the teachers are fighting with this to, to get it done because that pressure, that social pressure to comply, not all that different from those who take the jab versus those who don't, uh, becomes a dividing line and a training line of how these babies are going to grow to be adults, which they never will. We have a nation of babies. We don't have adults. The entire government is run by babies. And when I say babies, I mean people that, that so quickly conform and do whatever the group does. So group think babies, right? They never grow up. They never have an IQ. They never go off on a sojourn. They never, they never experience anything. They never experience life. They just cling to the group and bludgeon and bully anyone who doesn't comply, which is the sacrifice part, Okay. And that does become a satanic ritual, but you don't have to call it satanic. It becomes ritualistic because I don't want to get into the you know, you know, you know, you know the acronyms of, of you know and and, uh, and and you know use language that that has become you know too broad or cliched. So, what I might call school now in America is it's how to kill. How to kill um, good children. How to kill, um, you know, and also how to destroy the naive. Or people that just, uh, you know, pure hearts are never going to understand all this stuff, right? So they're going to fail. So they're going to be targeted. They're going to be bullied. They're going to be gang stalked. So the reward for being a normal person is death. And that's, um, you know, so I'd say this, you know, uh, 
Devil horns are a mark of conformity and slavery. Middle finger, baby, is what you say to society. Okay? Middle finger is right. Devil horns are wrong. Devil horns mean you're a pathetic slave. Go ahead and use them. No one else but me will tell you that. So you're in good company, baby. Use your middle finger for what it's for. Tell them to fuck right off. And then you'll be intact. And if you can survive that, God loves people like that. That's God's favorite. That's John the Baptist, baby. That's, you're, you're in, that's Elijah. That is Jeremiah. You are talking cream of the crop here. And a lot of the prophets seem to be inspired also by the Nazarite vows of, you know, of, uh, you know, celibacy and just not uh, indulging in a lot of drinking, a lot of, you know, laying their hair and nails, everything grow to be these like kind of like desert wanderers, you know. And God loves people like that. God loves the separated. God loves the, the, see, the downtrodden here are royalty there. The, the, the ones that are so well healed here, <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, have that witchcraft vibe running through their veins, are, are, are nothing there. They're, they're just garbage, right? Because they would be the opposite of what God would want. So they're considered already garbage in the sense of not, when I say garbage, I should pick a better word, not usable by God for any reason whatsoever unless it's something like using a group of people to bring about a historical event God's bringing he's using good and evil he's working all things for good for those who love him if it's something like that that's 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 fine but in general not using not choosing people that will not what I think the best way to describe it is people that will not be loyal God does not have a lot of use for disloyal people if you want to stand with christ with jesus which is god then you uh, uh, you know you may be a flaming sinner you might drink too much you might yell at your wife or your dog you might uh, you might just be a wild man crazy you know just having a real trouble fitting in this world but make no mistake god wants you you're the kind of guy that god's looking for you're the kind of guy that God wants you to lead this world into complete upheaval because that's what it's going to take to put this world back right again. It needs to be overturned. You know, I knew one day we were going to see, you know, porno as, a, as textbooks in the classroom. I knew it. But look how many rock and rollers are silent. Ooh, you guys are real sick, man who want their children to be like that, and actors, you know, celebrities in general. Look how many are, you know, turning their little kids that have, haven't even made a decision yet about life, don't even know what life is, turning them into tra transgenders. Isn't that disgusting? You know, that they would not allow their children to just have a life. I was reading the testimony of a, a trans, well, transgender is a bullying thing. The purpose of transgender is suicide. Let's repeat that. Get this through your head. Listen. The purpose of transgenderism 
as a cultural tool is not to create transgenders. It's to create suicide. Same with the bullying and the in the of of uh, you know of um, of kids when they're when they're you know in their little innocent games of you know, spin the bottle and and whatever else they do you know kids are going to be kids and do a lot of things but it's all about weeding out the ones who won't participate as evil scum and making sure they get no opportunity except suicide and then you know including the ones who just go along right. So when you take the whole legacy of rock and roll that's pushing all the kids into, you know, these situations like they're cool, I mean, they're deceived or they're duped. They don't understand that. But the whole purpose of it is conformity or death. Pop culture is conformity or death. Clothing, beard length, uh, sexual practices, uh, child-rearing, business practices, all based on, you know, uh, death. All that with, with, with a price tag of if you don't comply, you die. If there's an individual thinker, you die. If there's anything different, you get hammered, you die. So the entire thing then becomes, we have to look at the end game. This is what people, we, we, we look at the process all day long. We need to look at the end result. What is the end result of their cultural program, of their, of their world, since they pretty much have the world now? What is their end game? It is, right, it is the destruction of the individual. That's the whole point. You know, and, you know, obviously death equals plus, uh, you know equals blessing so the people that cause those people to die that cause those suicides which is the point of a lot of the music a lot of the gr- groups of friends it's th- there's only groups of friends in order to hurt the other guy who's not in that group the the whole point of the group there is no point other than to kill uh I don't know that I made my point. I don't know. I've, I've got enough. You're going to have to just trust me to make a couple of leaps there because I could be explaining. I could write books on this and it would take, you know, be thousands of pages about my observations of culture. You know, it'd be so, social anthropology. I could, I could do volumes on social pressures and bullying and, you know, what gives rise to the gang stock. And so many people are gang stock. They want to know why. It's because you're an individual. We, we can just cut it right to that. You're an individual. That's why you're being gang stalked. You're still intact. Oh, well, then you're going to be gang stalked. And the other side is so afraid of this topic that they will, that they will do the bidding of the other side, knowing it's going to send them where? To hell. Because God will be the judge, right? If you're found on the wrong side of that line, because, you know, what I'm describing is Satan, right? Satan's clubs, Satan's rules. If you're found complying with that, then that's the, you know, the basic deal breaker, right? That's the, uh, that's, that's where you actually start calling God Antichrist and Christ, 
uh, you, you know, antichrist and uh, antichrist God. I mean, that's what you get. That's right. You become double minded. And that's where you, you know, call the devil God and God the devil. You get it twisted. And so when, you know, when God's assessing you, when you're like, where am I going after this death? It's sort of like, well, what did you do? You know, what you did in this life has consequences. Did you back the other side or were you loyal to God? Were you loyal to God? Did you back up God's people against the bullying? Did you stand with God's people? You know, when they were being bullied, when they were being, you know, uh, hunted, when they're being stalked, when they're being, when their careers are being ruined, when their slander is ruining their uh, their reputations, were you there to to hang in for them? Because all that slander and all of that, uh, you know, disrepute comes from the social norm of the satanic kingdom that has an edict of, you know, no child left behind or whatever is a perfect satanic statement. I think that was George Bush. No child left, no soul left behind, in other words. Anyone who is not part of it, we have to hunt them down and kill them. So the whole point of the porno in school is death. Remember, not death of the people participating. They'll be fine. They'll get promotions and they'll be, you know, until God puts the kibosh on this thing. You know, they will wind up being, you know, nuked, probably. They will wind up in a world of shit. Because most of them, even as children, you know, 12, 13 years old, they they know better. But you see, the temptation to become a bully is so great. And bullying over, over budding sexuality, right? You know, like... <laughs> Yeah, and then being appointed a policeman, you get to be a policeman, make sure that everyone is compliant. And, um, you know, the individual will be damned. The universal, how did this, uh, an ancestor of mine put it, the universal man is all that is important. The individual man be damned. Meaning, you see, you don't understand that meaning. It's veiled. Let me give you the Masonic meaning of that. Okay. So, shame is a part of the individual man, okay? An individual man has shame, has thoughts and dreams and hopes and has shame, right? So the whole point is to say that the universal man is the key to this world, and shame be damned. Let all individual men banish shame. The person that said that was one of the founding members of the Bohemian Club in San Francisco in the late 1800s. And they considered him a mystic. He sounds like Harari. Nothing has changed. That's the elites. At the Bohemian Grove, which is just finishing up now, you have all the movers and shakers in the world.
and they're there. No women are allowed. They're there cross-dressing, and they also import boys, so they can chase them around and have their fun. Then return to their families in August. It's the same bully, same groups. The same thing as the porno. Same bullying. The same masquerading about uh, gayness. In fact, it was so gay that Richard Nixon, in a quote, said, the Bohemian Grove is one of the most goddamn faggy things I've ever seen, he said, to quote, end quote. <laughs> but again, all of that has to do with conformity and with, you know, you, you know, with the idea that sexuality is daring. Like, oh, you're daring to get naked. Oh, you're daring to do this. You're daring to do that. When actually all it is is trying to get people into a certain social construct that would be fundamentally anti-Christ or prevent that group of people from ever being, you know, connected to the Almighty God. That's the whole, that's the whole point of the Bohemian Club, Bohemian Grove, Bohemians in general. The arts absconded. I have absinthe and I am Antichrist. You know, Marilyn Manson and his absinthe, you know. I can think of millions of examples of people who have basically done, celebrated the universal man with the idea that individual responsibility and shame for any act you might do be damned. So you have the cremation of care. What's the cremation of care going on this this last uh, part of the month here in Bo- the Bohemian Grove? What is that? That's the uh, that's the destruction or the end of one's conscience. So there is no guilt and no collective guilt, but the individual shame that a man may ac- accumulate for doing the bidding of the collective the universal man, uh, once the, the, the conscience is seared, i.e. the cremation of care, then the person is set free to serve the beast even more and have a successful millionaire, whatever, life with lots of distractions. I'm glad that I could contribute something unique to this conversation rather than just screaming about the porn, but that I could tie it into Bohemian Grove and to the, all the social circles of Satan and all the cultural norms of Satan and then the liberation, which is Christ. The only liberator, you know, John 14, 6, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, This is an absolutely axiomatic, 100% true statement. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. No man, no human, comes to the Father except through me, says Jesus. That is, uh, the one thing I like about John, he cuts right to the chase. You know, book of John, you know, First there was the Word, okay? And then there was the Word made flesh, Jesus, okay? 
and then the world was created from the word. You know, I mean, it's pretty clear that the the truth is just staring you in the face, especially in the Gospel of John. I mean, it's right there from like you you know Scripture one. Literally, the Word of God. Literally, no need to interpret it. No need for pastors to interpret it and tell you, oh, you know, you, you know. The, the thing that people are saying, well, what does it mean to, you know, through? What does the word through mean? What does being in Christ mean? That no man comes to the Father except through me. So what does through me mean? And you know, what I would think that man would do is since that's going to be the fulcrum or even the anvil of judgment for that individual, I would think that individual would spend a lot of time trying to figure out what that means, don't you? If I was concerned about perishing or my soul being thrown to dust and, and you know, and no more, and, and most of these people in these circles you, you ask them, they don't believe in any afterlife or anything. It's all about here and now. They made their deal to be here and now. And they can't be here and now. You, you say, well, how could Biden do all this to us in, right in front of us? He has no conscience. Conscience is the thing they spend their whole lives trying to get rid of, beginning as kids. You know, using sex, actually, in the beginning to get rid of conscience. In other words, to have no mind about it, to just automatically do it. And then use that as a training, as like training wheels, to do other things like murders and lying to grand juries and whatever else it is, right? It starts with the sexual, sexualizing of the children. That's where it begins. That's Sexualizing the children has nothing to do with that, sex. It has to do with obedience, why would they put in their porno books? I mean, I mean, it was right there. You know, the two, two, two boys bullying the other boy. You know, threatening to stuff this bottle down his throat if he didn't uh, jack off, you know, on cue. You know, to, 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 so they're all one. And I can tell you this, that um, those that go down that road, you know where that leads. The, the, that, that leads to, you know, every form of corruption that there is because, you see, it eventually becomes man worship, humanism, right? Sex is just a portal. Don't, don't focus on the individual sex. That's just the way of obedience. And also get training, you know, people how to be sexual in social situations. Um that uh, because what they want is they want lots of sex going on in so social situations. So there has to be a way to have that sex without it looking too, uh, you, you know, um, wild or, or crazy or whatever. That there has to be a way to 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 slip into those modes. You know, the the, pre the preference would be then the orgy ultimately. Or it's certainly cheating and every other kind of thing, every other permutation. Of, but all of it has to do with banishing the conscience, banishing shame with 
agreeing with the individual. So let me give you the the New World Order man. Okay, Let, let's let's describe the New World or the New World man, like like Russia. He's a New World man. Let's just get into that. So a New World man would be compliant. Number one, a New World man would uh, contribute. Oh, whatever he could contribute at the behest of the group, of course, at all times. A uh, New World man would be uh, not possessive of uh, marriage partners, meaning sharing the marriage partner would be a normal thing to do. Right? A New World man would be okay with... Uh, um, you know, confiscating all wealth, money, you know, whatever, you know, could be to turn the masses into slaves for his own benefit. A new world man would, would one day, if not be king, would be fit to rule because he would rule by, not by fiat, but by group, but by universal man. Uh, a universal man would teach his kill would, would would have sex with his children, and would encourage you know the wife to do so as well as well as friends, because there is no other way to train the children to to you know, replace their parents with the with the with the main point of view being the main 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 thing being the desecration or the cremation, or the getting rid of, of shame, of conscience, of care. Cremation of care is the whole point of the whole world. And it's the whole point of porno in schools. To get rid of those barriers of shame through sexualizing children to at first be, you know, oh, no, don't, don't call these boys just gay. No, no, they start off like that, like what we saw in the textbook, which is a textbook of what to do with uh, with non-compliant kids, with kids that don't really want to, you know, don't don't get, you know, joining in or want to be part of it or whatever it is. Those kids get targeted. Usually, they wind up being dead, so there wouldn't be very many around to to actually say anything about anything. But they all wind up with wives and children. Just like a Bohemian Grove. They can be as faggoty as they want, but they all wind up being, you know, being completely, uh, you know, householders, children, the whole bit. I guess that's the, that's the, I don't know if it'd be a deep, dark secret. That's the truth in every secret society is, is, you know, homosexuality, which is, you know, so they, they never did have a heterosexual norm to go by it was that uh it was that and then it was also you know householders dynasties now that's not maybe not so important i don't think these people really know where their culture is going they the only thing that i see up ahead the way that they've steered the boat here is annihilation complete total annihilation of themselves of them no i don't mean of <laughs> they can't annihilate me and they can't really annihilate it. They can take your body away. What does that do? Nothing. 
uh, take their body away, it does mean something because they've got nothing else. I mean, that's just the choice people make. But it's interesting how every cultural road that we have that's been, you know, hundreds of years in the making, when it goes corrupt, it always goes to the same point. And that the, you know, collectives of secret societies, beginning with the, you know, with the ancients down to now, has always had this sort of um, sex as training for adult formations of armies, let's say, and, and conquest and, and, you know, team efforts. And it's always been based on uh, not sex, but sex as a road to conquering shame. And then, of course, once that's done, then that group, that army, that club, whatever it is, can go accomplish whatever it sets out to accomplish. Uh, a conscience is a, is a thing that would stop a lot of the evil from going on. A conscience would tell, you know, children, um, uh, you, you know, would inform children about sex, not the group. Would, would, inform, would inform people that if you decide to have shame or have guilt, I remember that people just used to love playing with guilt because they knew that anyone not conformed to society had a tremendous amount of guilt they carry. Some of them are so damaged that they carry the guilt of the whole world. They, oh, we've already had Jesus, you idiot. Look at this guy. You know, what a fool. What a fool. And so, you know, uh, after he's dead, they, of course, they all celebrate. Uh, yay! Or even better, blow your brains out right in front of them. They get off on that, too. Even better, be with the Lord where you belong. And when they come after you and they harass you, well, you know what they did to Jesus. Give us Barabbas! So, you know, it's um, it's interesting figuring it all out. I, I guess the, the, the reason that people turn, you know, life force, hunger, sex, different things into um, training for compliance or suicide, which is the whole point. Remember, it's not, the point is always death. It never is purpose. It's always death. That's the thing that they, right now, it's, people itching to push that nuclear button, right? But they're held back. Who do you think is holding them back? That's right. The Lord. So, you know, I would challenge, um, you know, anyone to, to go ahead and, you know, think about uh, what you've seen and experienced in culture. And it doesn't matter, you know, we've all participated in sin and done, you know, done things. The only difference is, do you feel guilty about it? You feel guilty about, uh, you know, a lot of the things you've done that you knew were wrong and you did them anyway? You still feel guilty about it, right? So do I. 
That's good. That's God. That's God training you the right way. The wrong way is, oh, my conscience is bothering me. Well, let's get rid of that. Then you're free to go, which is the whole point of the world system. And so that's the, I mean, the porn books have been really clear. I wouldn't have been surprised if they, if they put a gun to this boy's head, you know what I mean? And, and they said, you know, you either, you, you either do it, or I'm going to, I'm going to bust a cap in your head. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And, and then they, they'll go ahead and blow his brains out. They might as well go to that next step because that's what they're going to do. They're going to they're going to keep on going, and whoever is the fastest into the debauched will be the upwardly mobile individual in life. Just like in you know, that's society. Now, as far as getting into society. As George Carlin said, it's a big club and you ain't it. There are plenty of people that will do anything, but they just can't seem to get in. It's a big club, but you ain't in it. I think this is a this is a great phrase. I wish maybe let's find some footage on that of George Carlin, if I can use it. Uh, it's a big club and you ain't in it. That's exactly what it is. But they do dictate the rules, including the porno books, for all the children. The porno books are used, once again, to train the children. That's why they fight up to the Supreme Court to keep the porno in the class, because it's a big part of the curriculum. What are they training? They're training the children how to, you know, basically how to kill, for one thing, how to hunt, how to stalk, how to bully. That's the point of the porno. It's not... You know, not getting them off on it. They're already getting off. They're already getting off. They're already doing everything. They're already, they're already doing all the knee time and the this and that and anal sex and every, every permutation. They love it. Right? They're liberated. No. The porno books are meant <laughs> to do great harm to those individuals who do not want wish to comply. They might say, well, I don't really want to comply because uh, I just don't feel like it or I just feel it's morally wrong. <gasps> okay, gun to the head, boom! And I wouldn't be surprised if we see some of these more advanced porno books having violence as a, you know, an end result of noncompliance, of not getting the jab, of not doing what you're told. Like I say, the devil horns just mean you're a dupe. That doesn't mean you're a rebel. means you're an idiot. It means you're compliant. Robot, NPC character, you know, uh, a soulless, you know, just basically wrote, you know, you know, all your actions are just basically mimicking the other guy. No thought of your own, no individuality. And that's their rallying cry. The universal man. Not the individual. Individual individual accomplishments be damned. It's the universal man. And individual shamed also, likewise, be damned. Well, then who's steering the ship? <laughs> Who do you think, idiot? You? No. Your friends? No. 
Who do you think is leading this? Where is the ship going? To ruin. To ruin. To violence. To death. To pain. Torture. Agony. Endless hurt. And to death. That is the number one purpose of all of our social circles on earth is death. Pretty much. There may be some that are operating that are allowed to be for you know, life, but you see what happens to them. They're harassed, right? If you're pro-life, you're completely harassed. Pro-life, to me, doesn't just mean um, no abortion. Pro-life, to me, means pro-liberty, pro-life, pro-God, pro-family, pro-loyalty, Loyalty to friends, not bullying friends. And if if that's not enough, the institutions will bully as well any non-compliant people. And people are learning, I think, from the from the jabs. You know, from seeing all the people dying who took the jabs, they were warned. They knew it was wrong, but they did it anyway. Because they wanted to be part of society. It, it became, they wanted to be part of the group. They wanted to be approved of. They wanted to take a plane trip. So they paid the price. They're dead now. Many of them. More to die. You know, they either die within, right away, within three years or within 10 years. So, you know, so the whole point of, of, of the, you know, one size fits all, i.e. conformity, is death. The whole point of the jab was, is death, not just who will take the jab, but to hunt those who won't and to somehow vilify them and shame them by people that feel no shame. They give you a kill shot, and they, would, they, they wouldn't even bat an eye. These are people you want to be in bed with? Not literally, but you want to really be in business with people like that? You want to, be in, you, you, you want to bear your soul to a friend and, and, uh, you know, who's harboring some connection with a beast system that doesn't care about you at all, but would like information from you to hang you with one day? You know, you're born into a hostile world, every square inch of it. Everything, I know you, you, you're tired of me saying this, but I'll say it again. It's everything everywhere all the time, not Satanism. Everything everywhere all the time in perpetuity. Been that way for a long time. Uh, you can find it in Yuma, Arizona. You can certainly find it anywhere in Colorado or Utah, anywhere in Canada, anywhere in China. China is basically the embodiment of what? Totalitarianism? Perfect. Nazis, what are they? Perfect. There's Germany. Is there any country where there is not the same satanic blueprint and rules? Comply or die. Everywhere you go on earth, it's comply or die. Or hide in the crevices, or become a recluse. 
you know. Um, now let's talk about the positive side of this. God loves the recluse. That person that had to turn away from the world because the world would not love. There I said at the keyword love. The world will not love. The world does not love. The world is not love. The world is hate. Period. God is love. In contrast, God is not the world. Uh, Two different things. The world is hate unless you're a child of the Most High God. And then, of course, all things God will work in your favor and will take care of you as you constantly remain in alignment with him through this tempestuous, chaotic, and violent world. You must stay with God to receive the blessing of survival. And even if you lose your life, he has you. You're with him. And you know it when you're dying. You know it. You know it. It gives you comfort. They don't know it. They don't know where they're going. (laughs) They don't realize that, that we reap what we sow. If I were hooked up to that mess called the beast system and I gave lip service to God on Sundays or something, you know, or observed it, had a few prayers now and again, had a, I, I don't know that I'd want to stand before God in judgment. If I had served the beast system, I don't think so. Say, well, you were a slave. The Bible says slaves are okay. No, I'm, I, uh, I had a choice. I had a choice. I thought I could change the system from within. But not only did I not do that, I actually made it worse. Why? Because I had a conscience. And so they hunted me. And they killed me. They do it all the time. They want to get rid of shame and the individual. They want to lift up the collective. But Proverbs 1 tells me, in Proverbs 1, if sinners entice you to join them, that we'll wait with a collective purse for the innocent without cause and spill their blood and take the spoil to be shared by the collective, they're not talking your basic communist party. They're talking society. They're talking Bohemian Club, Bohemian Grove. They're talking corporatocracy. They're talking what what you've seen happen in the military. They're talking about that, not communism, as many pastors have uh, wrongly stated. Okay? Because 
this collective will offer this deal to everyone on earth will have a chance to exercise their free will. It's everything, everywhere, all the time, in perpetuity, and everywhere you look, and everything you see, and everything you think, and everything you hear, and everything you perceive is tainted by their lies. The only truth that they have is how to make the world of lies work for you, the to become an ace of the base, to become some kind of, uh, uh, of magician to turn the base metals into gold. And they'll teach you how to do that. But the first step will be banishing guilt and shame and conscience. And then from there, you can grow into a hideous monster, if you like, like all of them, like everyone in Washington, D.C., or in Hollywood, or every, anywhere on Earth. Why limit it to those two places? It's everywhere on Earth. The WEF, who says they rule the Earth, and they have the plan for the Earth. What's the plan? Compliance! And, of course, no conscience. The conscience belongs to the patriarchy of the past, of the old religions, which we no longer need. Humanism is the new religion. Nothing new about it, pagan. Nothing new about it, Babylon. Nothing new about it. So here we are. It shouldn't be that complicated, but if you want to have a good thought, here it is. How do the children of God get through such a dense maze as this and survive? (laughs) Because they are children of the Most High God. Every day they survive is a miracle. So give it up. Appreciate that. And yes, The majority of God's children, they do very well, thank you very much. Because you see, they are not fools. They're not going to be duped. And you know something? When lambs break the rules, they don't expect a reward because they still feel guilt. They expect punishment. And to that, the world says, thou fool. And it's like, no, not thou fool. Because you see, those who have no conscience are already dead. Thou fool. You have no life. You can torture a few cells here and there. That's your last big act on earth, daddy-o is you could torture a few people on your way out. I used to love this guy. That There was a homeless guy that we'd see downtown in Santa Fe. And he would, like, stuff his, all his pockets with streamers of toilet paper. You know, I mean, you know, new toilet paper. With just streamers, you know, so he'd be streaming, and he had to—he had a thing about going through the door. He had to, 
he was confused about the door. So he, when he walked in the door, he thought, hmm, I don't like that. He'd, he'd come back out the door and he'd go back in backwards. So he'd be going the right way of the stream that was going, you know. So he, he had his own little rule set up. And of course, when he was out in the air, he was streaming along and the streamers were streaming behind him. And he was just, had his own world going and had his own, you know, his own rules, his own thing he was doing. I suppose of, of if he was to be judged by a psychiatrist, they would probably say he's a schizophrenic. We used to take care of those in the hospital, uh, you, you know, but then it got too expensive, so they're on the street. Don't worry. The, the governor rounds them up every once in a while, takes them off to be experimented on. I, I'm not even kidding. I mean, sorry. You know, yeah, those are rumors now, but I mean, there's, we've, we've heard it more than once. Well, the best way to judge that around here is are the homeless gathering where they used to, or you see any of the same people? And if you, you know, you ask them, they'll tell you. They'll tell you if people are missing. In L.A., I remember the 1984 Olympics. They literally rounded them all up. Half of them went out to Cabazon. You know, Cabazon, where the uh, CIA had, uh, you know, were doing, like, you know, experiments and you know, putting chips in people's heads and doing all kinds of things. You know, they needed lots of lab rats, and so they rounded up the homeless. Dr. Louis Jolien West, well, he was still... He was still cooking around 1983, 84. He was still the head psychiatrist of Los Angeles. Yeah, so he was in charge of all that. Him and Ronnie Reagan, right? Reagan and and Dr. Louis Joliet West uh, were trying to like change blacks and Latinos because I mean Reagan was a notorious racist. No, the old, the real kind, you know, the real racist. And um, you know the the. Uh, that uh, he was, in a sense, commissioning or giving permission. You know, the other thing is they let all the uh, the schizophrenics go knowing they would become homeless because they could pluck the, right? They could round them up, take them to Cabazon, you know, the underground base there or something, something out there. I don't even want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to, I don't want anyone to write me and tell me I don't want to know. I don't do research like that. So I don't want to know. But I did notice that. And I actually came up with a story. I met some artists downtown. Like they were living in the... They love living above the squalor. Like the old buildings. Because there were lofts, you know, for artists. You know, you have a whole floor. An industrial elevator, right? Homeless everywhere on the streets. And you're above it all. Sipping your oolong tea. Just feeling so completely connected and so awesome. I, one of these artists work with acrylic. They would put in like installations in airports and museums and you know what I mean, like corporate buildings and you know, th those kind of artists, right? The kind of jet setter artists. Flying around their jets, you know, big time artists, big time. And I, I had this thought that this guy wanted to put people in the acrylic and then put them everywhere and, and actually make it look like human beings in there, right? You know what I mean? It, but you couldn't quite completely tell. 
but they were so real looking. Like, how did he do it? How did that guy, how did that artist do that? And eventually they figured out, because he, he, um, he simply plucked the hopeless. And he, uh, he killed them and he put them in his acrylic, uh, artworks and then, and then distributed them around the world so everyone would see dead people every day. Right? I was going to make that into a screenplay. Oh, I don't care if there's any screenwriters that hear that. You want to go do that? Knock yourselves out. I decided not to because, um, I didn't, well, for one thing, I, you know, I was, trying to have some friendships with people without turning them into monsters. But, you know, last thing I remember about some of that, we used to have these dinners and stuff. The last thing I remember about all that was this woman that was going on and on and on about health foods. And she'd go on and on and on about about health, 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 health. And she died at like 40 years old, you know, from, from like cancer or something. It's just so, you know, it's like, okay, well, I get it. You know, next. No, I would rather be a recluse than be around those people. Because I'm sick and tired of, you know, stupid talk and glib talk. You know, um, banal talk. You know, these guys, you know, they, they had this sort of lifestyle as artists going on. You know, they're clothing and the thing and their lifestyle, their lofts and their, you know, whatever it is. And, um, and, and, and there was, you know, you know, this, this kind of like posing thing going on and I just, I couldn't take it. I, I can't stand that. You know what I mean? I just can't, that's me. I'm, you know, call it a character flaw in me. I just can't stand it. Well, I probably I'm guilty of it too. That's why I can't stand it. I mean, you know, we only hate what what's what's inside of us half the time. So that may be a flaw on my part. I don't even care whose flaw it is. I don't like it. I'd rather be reclused than in at that than have that connection. And they say, well, but humans need connection with other humans. I was like, yes, right? Well, the, you know, the Lord provides. The Lord will provide humans to, if, or, or not. You know, I'm always enjoying these old men walking down the beach with maybe a little walking stick. And they're all alone, and they're just having a ball. I was looking at those guys when I was a lot younger, you know, as a surfer. And I'd watch him, and I'd say, you know, we, we, me and this other guy, we watched them walk down the beach to see if we could detect any discontentment in them. <laughs> and the more happy they were, like, the happiest ones would have, like, a hat on, right? You know, like a little uh, straw hat of some kind, right? They were always the happiest. I don't know why that is, but it would seem like they're more adapted, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're more practiced at being on the beach and taking that walk. And they didn't, like I said, they were, um, they had a contentment, but I mean, the ones who really did well, who walked well, who just were like, kind of like had a happiness thing going, we would say, well, when I get old, I want to be like that. You know? And so what is that? 
And I look at that and I say, well, first of all, that is unattachment. This guy's not attached to anything. He's just detached. And I'm like, wow, okay. Detached equals happiness. He's detached. Probably most of the people in his family are dead. Kids could care less about him because this is America. Kids hate their parents here. Or they give them lip service and that's about it. You know, they don't, they're not, you know, tight like, like families of old. I mean, we became a, an abomination, didn't we? The young people don't take care of the old people. They just push them out or try to get their money. It's sad. But they don't learn from them. And, you know, I suppose with these old men walking down the beach, just happy as could be, uh, they don't look like they're getting ready to impart wisdom to anyone. They've already accepted that no one wants to listen to them. But he who has the last laugh laughs best. And these guys on the beach, they have the last laugh because they don't care anymore. They have a conscience. But when people are gone, you know, they had happiness. Why, why, why are they on the beach? Why aren't they in a grave somewhere? Because they were happy. So they get to walk on the beach. The unhappy ones, they're dead. Happiness can equal life. It happened. Sorrow can lead to death. The Lord tells us, don't have sorrow and don't have anger. Don't let the sun go down on your anger and don't, don't have constant sorrow. But uh, you know, beseech the Lord to comfort you from that sorrow because sorrow leads to all kinds of diseases. Sorrow leads to uh, cancers and, you know, just... You know, imbalances and blood flow, it affects everything. And happiness affects everything too. My joy is pretty much 100% with Christ. That's, that's it. Because I have nothing else really in this world. So that's what I've got. My joy is Christ. I don't need, therefore, uh, you know, the ticks and quirks and traumas and PTSD I have in the past, that will always be there, probably, in some way. But it doesn't make me sad. It's just conditioning from traumatic uh, actions that occurred. You know, so I still have you know, social phobias. And they're not really phobias. They're just like certain things I do and certain things I don't do, you know. But I'm very content um, in... Uh, with the Lord, the Lord is my joy, you know, and, and my freedom. But being able to walk around the cabin or be able to go here or go there, and I wouldn't call them phobias. Like phobia means like you're scared or something. There's not fear. There's like avoidance, kind of, but there's not avoidance because it's not something you want to do. But for the trauma that happened, uh, you'd be doing it. Now that's wrong too, right? So. I could be on the beach because I don't have to be a Walmart. You know, I don't have to be in, over here or over there. I don't have to do, you know, see what I mean? I'd be perfectly in my space, content on the beach, 
as a whole person with all the knowledge I have and the, that God has given me about the way the world works. Well, now you, 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 you have to jump to the end. You can't just be mid-process. That's my contribution today. Mid-process is like, well, they're doing this, they're doing that. It'd be like looking at those porno books for the kids and not see the, the behavior shaping it's doing, but rather be outraged over the actual porn itself. See? No, I don't read the book. It was in a, a Breitbart article, I think, or something like that. There was a piece of it there, but enough so you could see this disgusting comic. Well, it's disgusting because they're bullying this kid in, into something he didn't want to do, obviously, or he's not aware of, or he just doesn't want to be, you know, he's, and they're, they're threatening him uh, with a violent act. Couldn't be more clear that that's the purpose of the comic, not, not you know, two parents are shocked. Oh my God, you know, this boy is giving the other boy a blowjob. They're trying to push this, Gay agenda on these kids. I mean, that's that. That is it's, that is as far from reality as you could possibly be. The point is behavior modification, indoctrination, and entrainment training, and so that you don't have non-compliant people. That's the point. And the other part of it is to get rid of guilt to sear the conscience. That's the other point of the comic books. Not very funny, is it? Look at the end result. Will be the suicide of that kid. Right? Or being murdered. Not whether or not they get off and and put their sperm in a bottle or not. That's got nothing to do with it. It's all about the setup and the behavior and the consciousness, and the entrainment, and the bullying, and the bludgeoning, and and the forcing of their will on everybody else. And I think it's terrible. When they would say that rock and roll was liberating, they're they're pushing a lot of the same stuff. It's like, um, I don't see how that's liberate. You know, I mean, it's like, where is this going? It's going to compliance. Rock and roll is society. Not rebellion. Rebellion is the middle finger. The devil horns, the horns is compliance. NPC robots. Yes men. Cuckolds. And I don't know why that is. How that got turned around. You know, just like today they say, you know, abortion is liberation and, you know, Planned Parenthood is here to to help women so they can have careers and not be burdened with babies or whatever whatever they say, that they're helping women to evolve. And no, they're preventing women from having babies, which is what God said in Genesis 1, that he wanted us to replenish the earth, which we never did. So I say... Blessing to all you guys out there that have had 10 kids. Good for you. Because that's more in the spirit of what God wanted. Right? And then you worry about the provision and all that later. You don't let that stop you. I see that now. You know, I never saw it till 
till just now, I guess because what triggered my understanding, I guess, was, you know, hearing Elon Musk talk about it, and he has 10 kids, I think, and and hearing, you know, Alex Jones go on about it, and he was, then I read Genesis 2. You know, I've been reading this this replenish word for years and years and years, and I was wondering, I always got, like, wondered what replenish meant. But I wondered what it meant in terms of what was here before. I didn't understand what it meant in as to what the potential would be in today's time. Like, how many people are we talking about? That's the thing that I should have been thinking of. And somehow I was blinded to it. But now I'm thinking that God would have wanted or God in the future will want once we shuck this thing off our backs and reclaim having a conscience and start treating each other with respect as men and women and resisting, if we can, temptations. You know, um, and again, whatever Americans especially talk about sex, they're all hung up about it. You know, I mean, I mean you know, the, the thing is, is we need to understand, no one's, people are going to do what they're going to do with sex. I mean, they're, sex is a powerful thing. They're going to, they're going to play with it. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. They're going to do, you know, fine. That's got nothing to do with it. I'm talking about entrainment of consciousness and enslavement thereof, you know, by using tools like sex drive and things to, to mark, a, to, to create a, well, you know, how does a person get to um, unbridled sex with anything, everything, whatever, all the time? How does a person get like that without any, or adultery? You know, there's a lot of, a lot more adultery going on now than ever before. Okay, because it's, because in our society, they have, they have tried to get rid of the consciousness, the guilt associated with adultery. So in many circles, it's considered rude to not make a pass at, you know, the neighbor's wife or somebody, you know, at somebody. And, you know, and, 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 and you know, in, engaged in at least the mental fantasy that uh, you and that person would really like to get it on. <laughs> to quote an 80s term or 70s term, you'd really like to get it on. And if it weren't for these sort of external harnessing rules, we could do just that. I'll bet if we got together, it'd be something. But boy, I better go home now before I get in trouble with my wife. Well, where it's going is they let to loose that, that guilt so that it's okay. I mean, I grew up in a house with parents as swingers. They were swingers. Well, I wasn't there very long, but you know, it was it was, you know, orgies, broken glass, and people passed out, drugs everywhere, just complete, complete mayhem. You know, it was a complete mayhem, and they were uh, they they actually advocated that you know they 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 were you know considering that that that. That that playboy lifestyle, that uh, swinger lifestyle, is a, is a great way to go. That's okay. That wasn't my way. I was, you know, obviously 
influenced by being, you know, by being assaulted by adults, especially adults who are just left in the house, half drunk, wandering around. They see me or my brother, they just want to grab on. You know what I mean? Now, this, this is some serious shit because these people pick up a knife and put it to your throat and stuff like that, which also happened. You know, they like to torture kids. You know, it was a lot of fun. But one thing it did do, it shaped me into realizing that this is, this is what you get. This is what you wind up with when it's all about the universal man, when it's all about humanism. You wind up with these like orgies of death where there's all kinds of, where nobody gives a shit about anybody else. It's just their own selfish need. I need to get off right now. I need heroin right now. I need pills right now. I need sex right now. I don't care about you. Just give it to me. Good. Some of these people go into extremes, of course, where they wind up dying, you know, because they get further and further into the rituals and listening to demons that are all open, all, everywhere. Once you start opening these portals, especially with children, what are, they, what are children doing? They become little doorways where the demons take over, the teachers, the kids, everyone, where it's one big no conscious. Then what happens? Somebody goes and shoots up the school. Well, of course, there's no guilt. There's no barrier. The FBI is in on it because who knows what they're doing in the, the you know, uh, in the FBI building. Who knows? Who knows what their what, what their uh, mores are, what their rituals are to accomplish another thing that had nothing to do with the ritual in the first place. Always look to the end. So what's the end of this world? Them dead. Well, that's what they're worshiping. That's what they want. I mean, I'm not going to kill them. I, to me, they just need to be, you know, God needs to just take them out. Just, you know, what, what would be the point of their survival? What would it take a corrupt FBI guy? What would he do if he couldn't, like, you know, fix grand juries or train MK Ultra? type, you know, mind control assassins to go in and shoot kids up. Well, what would they do with themselves? Covering up Hunter Biden's laptop with all the pedophilia. I mean, what would they do? Treason, you know, uh, all this, like, the, you know, stealing from the American people. <clears throat> well, you know, lying all, all over the place. You're know, going after Trump like they did. Trump supporters, you know, torturing them to death and, you know, worse than like North Korea. What would they do if they lived in a normal society? Right? They would be unemployable. So, yeah. Oh, no. We, we... I guess we did, Trish. No, we didn't. Hi, gang. Okay, that's the end of my fugue for today. I, I, I would say I did a, a good job with that. Right? Trish? 
do you think that I, I felt a lot of clarity. I felt an anointing on that, on that thing that I was saying of, of, you know, not, not getting in and blaming the, um, the process, but looking at the end result. Do you know what I mean? At the, um, looking at the reason for the porno in children's kindergarten class, you know, fifth grade class, sixth grade class, whatever, for the porno comic books and all that, and looking at the what, what the end result would be. And then, of course, you know, we've also seen the transgender end result, which is suicide. And, boy, if they think... I mean, these people that are causing the transitioning of, you know, of children into transgender at such a young age, they know they're going to have, most of them are going to commit suicide. They know that. And um, probably before they reach adulthood. It's really sad that, but uh, that if you are a parent and you don't want your kid to transition, they might just take the kid away from you. This is America. Sodom and Gomorrah was never even, you know, a tenth of this. So, do you think that uh, God will will walk us out like Lot? Like uh, Lot? Are we going to walk out like Lot? The only reason God has not destroyed this place is because there is an actual remnant here of people that love the Lord, love God, understand God, and understand the only love there is is God. I can't love somebody else unless I have the love of God. If I have the love of the world, I have hatred. I want death and destruction. I will act the opposite. Hey, everybody, cool, let's have hugs, and I'll do that. But underneath, the end result of my behavior would be mass death. Hope you can see that. That the person, the actor himself is unaware of his motives and of where where he is headed. And, um, geez, I see it so clearly today. I don't... Uh, there have been very few days I've seen it that clear. And you know what this leads me to? Got to double down on the Lord. I mean, double, triple, you know, more word, more more everything. Let the, let the word just... just become just totally living coursing through our veins like you know like the life force of a billion suns you know just just no other way to be it just like there's no question here which way to go there is no back and forth the love of the world is hatred and death and frankly, complete total failure of the opportunity God has given us. The love of the Lord is life, a future, a past, an expansion, an understanding, an answer, but a way, right? And, and 
the other thing about the Lord is when you are with the Lord, when you are on that path, on that way, you, you, you are truth. You, you become truth. Truth is what you have. Your consciousness is truth. Well, you may still lie and everything, and the flesh will do what it does, but I'm saying that you have truth at your command. They don't. Klaus Schwab does not, <laughs> and his henchmen. They have no truth. That's why they prevaricate. What's prevaricating? You know, wishy what changing your story, not, you know, not, uh, you know, it, it, everything just shifts around. Everything is, um, you know, prevaricated, if you will. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's um, kind of akin to obfuscation. You know, everything you say is uh, obfuscating something else. You, you have no truth. You can't answer the questions that you're asked. You don't have any way to, to talk about any of this stuff because, you know, had you had the truth, you would have an answer for people that want to know. But the remedy is always the same. Get in alignment with God and you'll have the truth, period. It's, it's not like you can't have the truth because Zeph is going to block you from it. That's not it. It's there it, with Jesus. Go you know, get some. Get it. Go. 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 And stay there. Don't wander away anymore. Stay the course. Why? Because there's a lot of stuff that's about to blow up. I don't mean in a negative way. I mean in a good way, too. You know, a lot of revelations about to be had. A lot of prophetic uh, uh, people will be born right now. A lot of gifts being given out by the Holy Spirit. A lot of things are going on right now. Just real busy time with God. Especially the expansion. How many people are turning back to God? Now, this is very exciting to me. And, 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 well, it'll happen more as if as Biden continues with the depression. That I don't call it the recession. It's the Biden depression. It's you know the goal of Klaus Schwab to, to depress and destroy everything. And so as things get more destroyed. More and more people turn to the Lord. I mean, that's, you know, we know this happens. But uh, we just got to pray that those people that turn to the Lord now, when times get a little bit better, they won't just stray away. They won't start worshiping the golden calf because they got a little more ways to go with the mana. They got a little ways to go. They haven't reached the promised land. No, they, they can't stand it. Their loins can't stand it. They've got to sin. And so they just start... Worshiping the golden calf, and there you have, there we are again, Babylon reborn, born of the loins of fallen men, equaling the Tower of Babel, going nowhere, saying nothing, and eventuating in death. Very nice. Wonderful legacy. You should be so proud. So proud. The universal man. There you go. The founder of the Bohemian Club. He says it's the universal man. Back in the 1800s. The individual be damned, but also all individual shame be damned. The birth of the cremation of care. And I am here to tell you that my conscience, my guilty conscience has saved my butt from a, a lot, a lot, a lot of bad things. 
My guilty conscience. I hate feeling guilty. I hate that awful feeling. I hate that feeling. But what it but it stops me feeling guilty. Like I, I, I know I shouldn't do it. And so I might go recluse in order to not go there. Whether it be friend or foe, whether it be, you know, one problem we have is being visible here like this, you do get, you know, you do get the people on the other side, let's just say, throwing their whammies and things. And um, a lot of times you, you, you don't even know what, where it's coming from. You think it's you. It's not you. They just want to... There's a war going on. We, we were born into a war. They want to bring you and all your works down. They say, well, that's why I joined Satan's side, so that I could have works that wouldn't be brought down. Oh, you mean you like to be dead, but you want your works to stand on. And what? And how is that going to help you, buddy? I don't even understand that logic. I, I really don't. How is that going to help you? Answer, it's not. If you're dead, but your works live on, what is that going to do? Someone else is going to take it over, so it won't be yours anymore. So then what? No, I'd, I'd rather see you go on and have, you know... The works are irrelevant. And whether you dug a ditch or you uh, created an artistic masterpiece, it's, it's irrelevant. What matters is that you live on, that you, you, that you find the way, the truth, and the life. That's what matters, because then you see you're capable of love. And if you're capable of love, then you're capable of doing God's work. If you're doing God's work... Maybe the public won't add it up for you. But you'll be in good stead. You certainly are not alone. I remember I saw these guys in a survival show and they were just like, they would do anything for a fish. You just got the impression that if they had to stay up there in the wilderness any longer, they'd all die. They couldn't make it. That was the thing about this show. They couldn't make it. None of them could. And not one of them gave thanks. When they did finally get a fish, a nice uh, bullhead trout or a nice uh, rainbow trout, th they go, thank you, fish. Thank you, fish. Oh, thank you, fish. And then someone told me, well, the producer told them they couldn't say thank God. And I said, well, then you don't go on the program, do you? Then you tell the producer, thanks, this is not the right gig for me, right? Or no, that's not the American way. <laughs> oh, oh, you take that gig on, and you go, thank you, fish. Oh, thank you, nature. Oh, thank you, lake. Oh, oh, oh thank you, body. Oh, thank you, universe. Because I'm the universal man. I have no shame. Whichever way the forces move me, it's okay. Wars, rumors of wars, perversions, nada. 
Not a reflective thought in my head about any of that. People dying, people blaming, people pointing the finger, lawsuits, broken hearts. Not a, a, an inkling of concern on my part of, for any of it. Because I'm free. And I'm happy. And I do what I want. I go where I want. I see what I want. I buy what I want. Can't complain. Pretty good work. And then the other question comes in. Is that all you think about? Well, you can do, grab, think, see, have sex with, fly around with. Is that it? Look what this one over here has seen. Look at what others have seen. And then let's look at what you've seen. You don't know the truth. You don't know the way. You don't know the life. You don't know the purpose of you breathing. But you can grab stuff. Okay. Very good. You have just entered kindergarten. And that's where you'll stay. It may not sound so fair, but, you know, the other thing is it's okay to be affected by the past. It's okay to have, you know, social phobias and things that keep you out of this or out of that. That's God's plan anyway, is to keep you out of there. He needs his, his desert wanderers. He needs his, you know, prophets, his John the Baptist, his Elijahs. He needs all those people. Even though you may not have a famous name, he needs you in the same capacity. And you can't do that if you're attached to all these little social circles, which are spinning into nothing and nowhere. All right. And that's it. I can't do it any better than that. That's uh, Shabbat Shalom. I really appreciate you guys showing up. I can't believe it. Well, if you want to join us in prayer tomorrow morning, well, what day is it today? It's the Shabbat, so we got uh, tomorrow is the Sunday. So it'll be the, the Monday morning at 3 a.m. You know, we'll be here. We've, we've been solving Charles's problem with the water, which I told him, I said, and he didn't think this was true, but I mean, no criticism, brother. I'm just saying that I just knew it was a toilet, you know, that was, they can leak ever so slightly, and you're not aware of it, you know, and if I not, if I not, it was, he turned it off now. So that leak is finished. He found it. It's going to be a happy ending. And um, that's terrible that, that they won't, give him a, a break on that price for why he, he goes from like $50 a month to $800 a month because it's a leak. They should have said, hey, you've got a leak. Let's send our guys over there and see if we can fix it. But the landlord is, is disgusting. Sorry. Anyone that would then go through with charging you know, it should be, it should be t written off on the insurance or something. There should be some way of mitigating this, not just pay. 
it's awful. Those people are awful. There should be some way of mitigating. Something happened, something broke. It was not the tenant's fault. He's paying rent to live there. And he should have been given, should be given some slack. What would they do? Just throw him on the street? Just throw him out? Jeez. Well, he may owe it, but, um, you know, something was wrong there, and that's, you know, something broke, and he was not aware that, that that's what was running the bill up. I'm just saying there should be some insurance or something. There should be something. There's no, there's no, there is no uh, remedy in this case. That's too bad. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that happens to all of us, right? I've got a guy that I I paid, and he, you know, now it's like three years later. He goes, "You never paid it," and I, you know, have it, prove it. Uh, that 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 check wasn't what what you thought it was for. So no matter what I say, I I I'm the robber here. I'm the bad guy. When I paid it, I paid it, and now he wants me to pay it again. And, you know, and it, to the extent that I don't, I'm, I'm a bad guy. You know, and I'm like, I want to be invisible. I don't need this. I don't exist, you know. But should, should he be paid twice? And why is he, you know, why, why wasn't there satisfaction before? You know, why is there this sudden amnesia? Hey, get out of that plant. Come on. Benz. Benz was... Uh, maybe I have to go outside now. Ben's has gotten a lot bigger. Jeez. He's gotten a lot bigger. He's uh, growing leaps and bounds. And uh, he's sweet. He's, uh, he's a huggy, kissy dog, but he's getting big. He's also fast as can be. Really fast. And uh, really strong. So he's good for out here, you know. He's 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 rugged, but he's um, he kind of has a little bit of a blue healer look, but he's bigger than that. But you know, definitely like a lot of ranch dogs that you see, cowboy dogs, you know, helping with the herd. <laughs> um, definitely a great dog. I mean, just like out of the box, you know, it's just lovey dovey and. And, you know, real cuddler, and it's just always, you know, good hang. He's always with you wherever you're hanging. You know, he's, he's there. And um, I guess that's what we needed after Adasha. It was so heartbreaking, her death. Oh, gosh. You know, to, and she is at peace the way she was lying on the floor. You know. It just... I don't like death, but I know I know there's nothing to be afraid of. I know that I'll see Dasha again. I, I know that uh, I'm going to see a lot of this stuff again, maybe in different configurations, but I, I, just, I just know that it's not going to be over at death. It just isn't over. Nothing is over. 
Are we going to have more of this good versus evil stuff with, with Satan, you know, the serpent, you know, um, bruising the heel and the, the, the you know, and the, you know, the, I don't know. I don't know. Some people say, well, without the contrast of light and dark, you don't really have it. Yeah, but if, if this way through this is your thing, then this is what you need. You need light and dark and good and evil and a struggle to get through. But this world to me is mainly evil and the good is Christ that is working through people to get through this. It doesn't seem like the goal is to conquer right now, although I do believe that the Lord will, con- will eventually reign supreme uh, over the entire earth. And I think that's coming. And I think it's coming soon. And uh, I think we can gauge it by looking at how their systems are falling apart. They didn't really think this thing through, this great reset. It's, um, oh, the other thing is I, I did pre-order Alex Jones's Great Reset because I think this is an important book. I think it's an important book because it, it, it it's great for people that don't know anything about what's happening, who haven't been following since COVID. I mean, you, we all know all this stuff that's in the book, but it's the it's a real comprehensive thing. And uh, also going toward my prediction that I do believe that, um, you know, you say what you will about Alex. A lot of people think he's controlled opposition, whatever. But, you know, the next establishment that will be after the uh, the Great Reset people and all them are crushed and destroyed will be people like that <laughs> and you, you may not like steve bannon and maybe a guy like that i don't know it's, it's not gonna be me um but um you know a lot of people have trouble with alex's way of doing things i just go off the accuracy the accuracy has been for a couple of decades amazing you know if you look at the track record then you just have to say, I would rather have him be, you know, the media than the media. I'll put it that way. It, you know, the other thing I like is I like the entrepreneurial spirit, how instead of just laying there and dying and going bankrupt after everything they're doing, he kept trying to make money, trying to keep it going, trying to, you know, different house, different location, trying to survive. But again, I don't tune in every day. I'm not a, I'm not, you know, a, I don't have time. I've got things I need to do and things I need to think about, but I'm sure glad he's there. I do believe he will be a, a, a multinational media mainstream in a fairly short period of time. When he gets to that status, I also believe that you're going to see this great reset and all these people being flushed down the toilet. And that's what's going to happen. Oh, I'm not flushing them down the toilet. They're flushing themselves down the toilet. And that you can always see the, the underpinnings of their disaster because they never thought this through because they're not builders. They wouldn't know what a blueprint is. This, this was all theoretical. All just, just, just their opinion in their books. There wasn't, you know, step-by-step process or anything other than, you know, re re you know, reimagining communist tools or things like that, but that's ridiculous. That's not them. That's not their original thinking. They don't know what they would build if they could. The only way for them right now is down, is destruction. 
The only thing keeping them there, the only thing keeping them there, the only thing keeping them there is money. You know, BlackRock and some of these other ridiculous, stupid corporations, they do have a lock on the money because they got the fidelity funds and all that. They got trillions of dollars from all their investors. So they're like, well, I represent all the money, so I'm giving it all to you, Klaus. Yeah, you made the right decision. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, crony capitalism at its best. It's not the future. BlackRock is not the future. Fidelity is not the future. Klaus Schwab is not the future. Harari, all he does is write stuff that everybody's seen in every philosophy book. There's nothing original in his writing at all, and and there never will be because he's not an original thinker. He's a a plotter, you know, a fairly you know crafty kind of guy. Got a little bit of a dialectic going on, but he's in the end stupid. Stupid because he keeps parroting all this stuff, just like Schwab does. So when you see, you know, in the you know the Great Reset book of Schwab, just take a read. There's a lot of excerpts online. It's really, um, I just want to call it pedantic, child childlike, and it's. Uh, understanding of human behavior. They have no concept of what human behavior... All they know is how to bully and bludgeon and force into compliance. That's their whole thing. Once you have that down, you have their... So that's not enough to build a civilization on. But Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Very simple. That's what we'll live. So anyway, I'm, get, I'm going to give away these books... Of um, I got a discount on them, so I'm going to give them away. And I don't know when I'll have them in. Not till August. So when they come in, we'll have a giveaway. I'm going to do that with any anything else I find that would be helpful. This I would say, you know, you may know everything in the book, but I mean, this is for your uncle, for your mom, for your dad, for your your kids if they're like totally into the woke thing. This will be just like a primer. It just gives you everything laid out with. Facts, like if he says something like, this happened on a certain day, he'll say, and he'll quote the source. So you can you have a quote for every single thing that's asserted. It has a backup quote and backup story. So it can all be, so no one's pulling anything over on anyone. It's, it's there that anyone could search out. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's the right title, the war for the, uh, the future, really, of, of what's going on. And I really, I really want to win, not win this war, but I want to see people have a, could I say it this way? I'd like to see people have another chance. I'd like to see us repent. You know, especially, and I, I don't know that, that it seems to me these teachers and I don't know what these kids are going to do, but, you know, a lot of these bullies, these bully, you know, 10, 12, 12-year-old 12, 12 bullies, 13-year-old, you know, people that, uh, we, we, yeah, I remember these kind of people. Yeah, they wind up being the cool kids at school, at the cool table. No, no. I hope one day that somebody teaches the truth about why porno was brought into the classroom. It's, it's, it's for suicide. It's not, it's not for sex. 
They're already experimenting with sex. It's for suicide. It's to find that one that doesn't want to comply with it and kill them. That's all. That's the main thrust. And you're not going to hear that anywhere else. Because people are still shocked. Oh, they're having sex. And, oh, believe me, they're, they've been having sex. They like having sex. Think when you were a teenager, all you thought about was sex. So that's not the issue. The issue is, you know, learning to gang stalk, learning to bully, learning to harass, learning to do harm, teaching things like BSDM, you know, submit, you know, submissive slaves versus hostile masters. All that demonic programming is what it's for. That is the purpose of these books. They are textbooks designed for that age to, it's, it, and again, for training. They're, it's not, not better word is training. And for the uh, outcasts, for the pure hearts, for the, uh, those people that don't conform to that norm of stupidity of these kids, um, hopefully you'll, you guys will wake up Accept the Lord as your as your Savior. Accept Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow the Word of God. Stay there. Don't come back. Because these people will never have mercy on you. They will hunt you. They will they will slander you. They will destroy you. They will persecute you. They will kill you for no reason. Because you know people are just different. You know, some are made to, to go along with this, you know, collective bullying thing. They just, they're, they're great with it. But others are, aren't, you know. Others are, um, it's like the casting couch in Hollywood. You know, I know people that, you know, produce stuff that have like a popcorn machine. So when a kid comes in to be cast for something, they all get their popcorn because they want to see a strip show. I know that sounds really, really lewd, but it's true. I mean, you haven't heard that, right? I mean, they get pop- they sit around with their, in their shirt sleeves with their popcorn, waiting for the kid to do something, or the adult, whatever you know, like waiting for the strip, you know, the strip show and the you know, whatever. That's the first thing they wait for. Then if you fit the role, you know, which of course you don't. And then of course, you know, after that, it's off to uh, Tonopah, right? It's, young girl wants to be a big star. It's off to Tonopah. But not before you uh, give it away in the, uh, to the popcorn munchers. Yeah, they'll sit in there, four, five, six executives, and watch you just... Uh, you know, go into your act. What you were trained for in school, which is why they have the porno books. So you know what to do in that situation. Understand? So that's everything. Well, it's the same as, uh, I don't know, working at (laughs) U-Haul. You know, where is it different? And when does it say you owe? You, you, You... are born to be a slave to these people. The Bible does say, bow your knee, not your heart. I wouldn't be too upset about it. I would just like, 
understand there's nothing else and understand that God put you here to not lead that lifestyle and not perpetuate it. The best way to stop bullying, which that's what it is, is when they get their popcorn and they wait for you, that's bullying. That's perversion, that's pedophilia, that's bullying. It's illegal. I don't care. They could care less. They'd probably laugh if a kid just jumped out the window and fell 10 stories and went splat on the sidewalk. They'd think that was hilarious. They'd say they, they got their money's worth that day. Seriously, that's, that's how, right? No conscience. So that's how they would behave. You see them on Twitter when people die. If they're not the right political bent, you see how they blow up with all kinds of, yeah, he died. That ah, made my day, right? You see the way they are? How do they become that way? No, no, decent people wouldn't be celebrating, um, you know, what, what if Clarence Thomas suddenly died? Boy, there would be parades and I mean, they would just love it. They would just, they would just eat it up. What kind of person does that? I don't know, I'm trying to think of another example. I guess if Joe Biden died, there'd probably be a lot of Republicans that would jump up and down and scream, that's wrong. That's just wrong. Whatever side does it, that's wrong. The only reason you would do that is because something, you got to screw loose because now you have to repent. So the child of God doesn't want to go through that. So the guilt, conscience, whatever, um, you you know, uh, 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 you know, it's uh, um, a thinking person, a moral person, would think better of it, right? Would say, you know what? That's I, that that would make me feel guilty if I cheer on someone that died because I didn't agree with them politically. I, I mean, I feel it. I, Lord, I got to repent. I'd love to do it, but I, I feel it's wrong. So I'm going to stand down. I'm not going to go on Twitter and do that. I'm going to repent that I even had the thought of it. I got to repent all the time. Lord, please take this one out. Take that. I hate this. I hate that. I got to repent for the whole thing. So why not just not do it? That's not what we're here for, to react to everything going on around us. Right, we're here to make a path forward, do what the Lord would lead us to do, and then uh, move on. I'm, yeah, I'm, I hope we can all, especially me, on this really tough time politically. I mean, whoa, it's hard to watch your, you know, the seeds of your destruction being sown every day. I've had people from L.A., my good friend from L.A., call me and say, I, I, I'm throwing the, you know, I'm throwing my hands up here. I don't know what to make of it. I, 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 uh, I, I cannot even process the information anymore. That's, that's, and my answer to that is, well, we got to do more Lord then, more Jesus, because we have to keep our wits about us anyway. We can't just give up. All right, we'll see you next time. God bless you. Love you. Praying for you guys. And um, we'll, we'll be here early, 3 a.m. on Monday morning. And then soon thereafter that, I'll have these books. Great reset. They're all in hardcover, so they're pretty expensive. So I've got to, 
I got a deal on him. Okay. And see you next time.
never gonna do it